Hi loves, welcome back to Strip Down. Super excited to have this amazing mama and woman on my podcast today. We have been trying to figure out ways to align for quite some time and even before all this going on, it has just been super busy and um, we had just so many of our own things going on between my pregnancy, her events, everything else. I'm so grateful that today with everything, you know, being in our sheltered at home and everything going on, we could make it work and have her on my show today. It is Sarah of Samami, Beauty Mommy. She's an amazing mom. She's a CEO, founder of New Bloom Media. She's a digital influencer. She's all about dedicating what she does in her work in education and empowerment of women and what they put on um, and in their bodies, which I love because especially being, you know, pregnant with baby girl a number two. And when I first became pregnant, becoming so aware of just so much stuff that shouldn't be on your body, even just as a woman, but especially when you're pregnant and breastfeeding everything else. I love her passion about natural beauty and clean eating and just really the immune supporting recipes she's all about. She has such a holistic approach and a way of helping you achieve the quality of life that you deserve and the joy that also comes from that and how to navigate it and not make it so daunting and you know not make it so like woo woo, if you will. So many people I know are like, oh, holistic, this, that. But she really does a great job of really bringing it to the forefront and making it a priority in your life. And, you know, it came from her own passions of after struggling with her own autoimmune disease and failures in traditional medicine and her postpartum anxiety and everything else that she wanted to find her own way to handle, you know, changing up her beauty routine and changing, you know, what she may be eating and all these different things that had harsh toxic ingredients and eliminating that from her life and getting herself to a much better place. So welcome to my show, love. Hi, thanks for having me on. I'm really, really excited to be here. And thank you. Thank you so much for the kind words. Um, I do my best with everything as far as talking about this holistic approach to life in general. And um, I think you're right. It can be a little daunting, right? Um, Because it often very, very often times, I think people are under the impression that they're going to have to take away things in their life. And people don't like to, to, to feel that they have to lose stuff, quote unquote, lose stuff in their life. And I think that um, it's not that way at all. And in fact, it, it only kind of enhances your life. Uh, and especially with a lot of different self-care routines, which we can get into later. But thank you so much for the wonderful introduction. Yeah, you're welcome. Well, and it's true. You know, I think that, you know, even me, I'm, you know, um, like totally guilty of before I really got into holistic and understanding all that of looking a lot of it like woo-woo and, you know, what's this? And, oh, could that really work? And now, you know, I am like all for holistic medicine. And of course, I know traditional medicine exists where it needs to, and it's important, but there's a huge part of holistic medicine that really can be incorporated in your every day to day. You don't have to feel like you have to be on the constant drugs that the FDA and, you know, every big pharma is sending out to you 24 seven, and you can make those choices that are better, you know, for your own personal situations and body and everything. And I just love that for you, it's like nutrition and also about medication and the way you share it is just it, you can see the passion behind it because of of course your own struggles and everything but also just 
the way you share it, like you said, it's not daunting and it's yeah. very, it's very inviting and you know, everything. So why don't you tell us a little bit more, obviously, than I shared in the bio about how, you know, you did kind of get to this place and a little bit about your journey. Um, my journey actually was a very interesting one because like very many people, um, you know, I was, I have a very healthy lifestyle and I always have. Um, I was never the one that would go out and eat. I actually don't like pizza, but, um, you know, I, I was never the one, a junk food junkie. Yeah. I used to have like McDonald's every now and again and all that stuff, just like everybody else. But, um, for the most part I was eating healthy, but I didn't realize that I was eating foods that were actually causing a lot of inflammation in my body. And if you know what, what we're starting to find out is that inflammation causes a lot of um, struggles in your body and also can lead the way to a lot of autoimmune disease states. I have Hashimoto's. Um, it's an autoimmune disease of the thyroid. And what it is, is essentially your body is attacking your thyroid. And ultimately, that's what autoimmune diseases are. It's your body attacking itself, it's healthy tissues, because it thinks that those healthy tissues are foreign invaders and viruses. And that's what our bodies are equipped to do, right? We see like this virus come on and we, we want to like beat it down ninja style inside our bodies. But what tends to happen is that with everything going on and all of the crap, for lack of a better word, that you find in some of our food and these preservatives and these chemicals, both in our food and in our skincare, then there's something that happens inside you, your body down to a cellular level. And I'll, I'll spare the, the scientific stuff, but essentially what happens is it changes the way that your body looks at your healthy cells and it confuses your healthy cells with these bad foreign invaders and it'll attack your healthy cells like it was a foreign invader. That's essentially what an autoimmune disease is any type of autoimmune disease. And so what it is for me is I have a couple extra steps when I go through my, my journey is that I have to be ultimately super sensitive and careful for um, the foods that I eat. And I'll always have to do that for the rest of my life. And yeah, I can kind of sound like wah, wah, wah. But to be honest, I found so many wonderful replacements that I actually like better. And I feel so much better. Like I feel better now than I did when I was in my 20s. I have more energy now than I did when I was in my 20s. I was still a gym rat in my 20s, but I definitely get more um, powerful and, and um, intense exercises now than I did in my 20s. And it's all because of the way that I changed everything. What, what I do encourage people to do is to kind of start earlier. Um, I know that if I had started earlier in this journey, I wouldn't have to have this autoimmune disease state that I always have to keep in check, right? Because there is a point of no return. There is a point of too little, too late. Now, I always keep it in check and my, um, my autoimmune markers are down to nothing, but my body is still in a heightened state of sensitivity and I'm always going to have to watch it. Um, so that's kind of where it started. And after I had my kids, I, I started having really bad IBS symptoms, so irritable bowel, uh, well, IBD, irritable bowel disease is what they call it now. And those can be symptoms from chronic um, diarrhea, chronic um, constipation. It could be a combination of two. It could be bloating. It could be a lot of different things. Um, and they essentially were a lot of the symptoms my mom had before she was diagnosed with cancer. And um, she had had those probably about 10 years before she got diagnosed with cancer and, you know, she's passed on now and she lost her battle. But I kind of started taking a look at that and going, 
oh my God, I have the same symptoms. My mom started having, am I going to have cancer soon? You know, so I started kind of doing even more research, even though I was healthy and well, quote unquote healthy, what for what I thought and I was eating healthy. Um, you know, I had to kind of dive a little deeper and not really pay attention. Well, I mean, I still had to pay attention to what the Western matters and doctors were saying, but what was happening to me is that I was starting to feel like I was crazy. Like I would go to my, I went through five different endocrinologists. Um, and then every, you know, every woman, every woman has their OB, but every single doctor I went to, you know, they're like, here you go, here's your Synthroid medication here. This this should make you feel better. And while my blood work looked quote unquote normal, I still didn't feel normal. And every single endocrinologist I went to, I, I had the same story. I said, look, my numbers look fine, but something's still wrong inside. And I don't know what it is. And they're like, well, we could give you steroids. We could give you antidepressants. We could give you this. And I was like, no, no, this is just a band-aid. I need something that is substantial enough that is going to help me feel better. Something is legitimately wrong inside my body. And I felt like no one was paying attention. They just kind of wanted to you know, whisk me away and, and just say, you know what, you look fine, your blood work is fine, and see you later. And I'm just like, okay, on to the next one. And it wasn't until the fifth endocrinologist that I went to, he did a combination of Western and Eastern medicine. And he looked at my blood work and he's like, okay, your blood work looks normal. But he goes, I know you don't feel normal. And he just kept going through everything. And he started looking at the physical symptoms of a person with Hashimoto's and hypothyroidism. And he started looking at, you know, like my eye movements, my reactions. And he started looking at my blood work. He goes, you know what? I think you would be better on the lower end of this scale. So, you know, essentially when you have, you know, when you have like those blood work scales, let's, let's, for instance, say, I'll give you an example of the TSH level, which is your thyroid stimulating hormone in your body. Your TSH level has to be be between a 0.8 and a 4.5 on the scale to be quote unquote normal. And for me, he was like, you are going to feel better when you move that TSH level down to a one or a 0.8 when you're right on the lower border. And sure enough, we kept working and working our way. We changed my Synthroid medicine to what's called Nature Thyroid, um, which is a which is a more it's not a synthetic. It's actually a thyroid medicine that's extracted from the thyroid of pigs, and because um, the the hormones are very identical, bioidentical. Uh-huh. And I started feeling better. That journey took me about eight months, um, and then from there I continued on. I, I felt okay, but I still after I had my kids, I started having these IBD symptoms, and it turns out. I discovered, uh, I went to a naturopath, I went to three naturopathic doctors. Um, so uh, honestly, guys, always get a second opinion, because if you're still not feeling good after a doctor, go find someone else. Um, so each one of the doctors had different blood works and discovered I had a gluten intolerance, which was causing some of my problems, and that my body wasn't absorbing any of the foods I was eating. So I was deficient in proteins and my micronutrients and everything. And it was all because of inflammation. My body was completely inflamed. And while my thyroid was doing great, the rest of my body was like, "Mm -mm, uh -uh, girlfriend, we still don't feel very good. So that's kind of where I got here. So I started really diving into the essence of gut health and how that plays a role in your overall well-being. You know, your gut is your second brain and it really navigates the road to health and wellness or self-destruction. And that's kind of where I started. <laughs> it's kind of a long story, but that's it's, it's, it's been an interesting journey. And I know that there's a lot of women out there that literally sit there and go, something's wrong with me. And my doctors are telling me that I'm crazy. And they feel like hypochondriacs, right? They're just like, something's wrong, something's wrong. And 
yeah, there probably is something wrong. You want to trust your gut, right? You got to go with your gut feeling. And sure enough, I went with my gut feeling and I found a wonderful um, naturopathic doctor that walked me through everything. And I'm, I'm finally feeling better. And then ultimately it inspired me to go do my own thing. And I'm currently studying to be a holistic health practitioner. I've already been certified in nutrition and I'm on my way to get certified in herbology as well as aromatherapy, um, which is the three part series for the entire holistic health practitioner license. That's amazing. I love that, you know, you've taken something that you personally went through and obviously very much affected you and your life and everything to turning it into a positive and not only just a positive, but then, you know, going into for a career and helping, you know, others who struggle with this as well, or maybe aren't even aware of that they're struggling with this, or they've been kind of told, you know, which like, as we know, like most medical systems, you know, will just kind of say, oh, well, that's just what it is. And, you know, that's what you have. And there's like no answer. And it's like, you're proving like, that's not true. And like, there's way bigger picture than just like the numbers they give you for your levels and like advocating for yourself and finding ways to make it better. And I think that's like such a great message for everyone to hear because I think so many times we're just told, well, that's just what it is. And it's like, well, no, it can't just be that's what it is because like I'm not comfortable or I don't feel good every day or something is really off. Like I should be absolutely able to do something to make this better. And I love that for you, like you've really found through naturopaths and everything and herbs and the holistic approach and all that, how to do that for yourself. And like you said, now you're seeing at an even older age than when you were younger, like how much better you feel and like, how amazing is that? Yeah. Yeah. And, and I think that, I think what tends to happen is that we have been taught to rely so heavily on these experts, these doctors that basically have the power to prescribe you medicine. And don't get me wrong, you need the 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 Western medicine is there for a reason, just like you said. I'm still on two different thyroid medicines in addition to all this stuff that I do. You know, I'm still trying to jumpstart my thyroid <laughs> through mm-hmm. everything. And this is this is going to continuously be a journey for me for, for the rest of my life. You know, I mean who knows how much damage my body did to my thyroid. Cause you know, when your body's, when my body was attacking my thyroid, like who knows if there's tissues in there, unless you can actually go in there and see that have been destroyed forever and you don't regenerate those tissues again. And that's, and, that, and that's something I'll always have to live with. But, but other than that, it's, it's like, at least I can help offset any damage that has been done or anything in my body to make it get better and better. And I feel like everyone should feel that they can empower themselves to do that because ultimately, no matter what you have, even if you have diabetes or if you have some sort of hypertension, some sort of cardiovascular, something, anything that's going on in your body, um, even if you have eczema and psoriasis and stuff, those are just all symptoms of inflammation in your body. And if you can get that inflammation in check, you can start quote unquote feeling normal and, and, um, and be encouraged to do that. And, 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 it, and it's funny, like I, when I first started this journey, I was like, oh my God, I'm gluten intolerant. I can't have anything. You know, I was like, oh, like so dramatic about it. But honestly, it has led me to some really, really amazing alternatives that I think taste so much better. 
And the fact that I feel better, that's the motivation for me to continuously go and investigate. And I create my own recipes. Like you see all my food on my feed. Like though I could recreate all these amazing recipes that I used to love, like even as simple as the taco, you like, I love tacos. I grew up on Mexican food. <laughs> I'm come on, SoCal resident here for, you know, born and raised here in SoCal. Um, what's, what's Tuesday without tacos, right? Um, but I've made my own so that you know, it doesn't affect my triglyceride levels. It doesn't affect any of my, you know, um, anything in my body because I'm eating the foods that I'm okay with. And, that, and then I also, you know, have my own superfood powers that I add to them with, you know, with some of the hemp seeds and, and the collagen infused in my ground beef and all that stuff. So I, I have some fun with it, but it's almost like a science experiment in my kitchen. And I'm like, oh, maybe I'm going to try this today. Oh, let's try this today. Oh, this tastes great. I'm going to do it again. Or maybe I'm going to add this. And it's actually a fun journey. And while you may be removing some of the foods that are, that you've grown to love, like you're actually think about it. You're like, you're kind of like ninja kicking these, these foods that are not good for you and that are actually causing destruction. So you, that in itself should feel empowering. Like, you know what, I'm going to get rid of you chemically infested granola bar, and I'm going to replace you with something that's even better. That's got collagen and no preservative, you know? So it's, it's kind of like a fun way to look at that. And once you mourn the loss of this this lifestyle that you're so used to and you create a new one but it's like this wonderfully enlightening new one where you are self-empowered and you're also embarking on a journey of self-care routines for yourself and that should feel empowering too and then you're inspiring your kids if you're a parent and inspiring and and other people around you it's infectious you know like it's infectious when you are sitting around someone that is eating healthy like you know like I I remember before I discovered all of this stuff I have this one girlfriend and she's really great and she did a she did a nutrition school um well well before I did and I remember I used to go to lunch with her and she'd order like the healthiest things on the menu and here I am with like my steak and potatoes and I'm just like oh my god I feel embarrassed to eat this around her but then eventually I was like you know what I think I'm just gonna order from whatever she is and I always felt better after that too so it's, it's infectious and it's it's a good thing you know and and uh, something that should be celebrated and not mourned yeah, well, and I think that that's a really great message because there's so many people, you know, especially nowadays that have all kinds of different, you know, diagnoses. And again, they feel like it's a death sentence. They feel that drama of like, oh my God, I have to give this up and give this up and da da da. But they don't think about like, but there's so many other options or, you know, there's so many, you know, other alternatives. And I think that's because as a society, we don't really see those alternatives so much. So I love what yeah. you're doing in the space because you're constantly pushing like, check out this amazing recipe. Look what I found. Look what I experienced. You know, this is how, you know, this helped me or, you know, this has this in it and, you know, those kinds of things. And for you, do you feel like you just kind of navigated that as you went along? Yeah. So that's another really, really important message for anyone wanting to embark on this journey is that to understand that it's a journey without a destination. Um, and it's kind of, it's kind of weird to say that, but ultimately you are constantly like, I recommend not doing it all at once. You change one thing, you know, you change another thing, then you change another thing. And then you go, Oh, let me add this to this. Okay. Let me try this. And then ultimately what that does is it's like, you're forgetting about these old school ways and these old school foods that you used to have. And you're con and you're now in this quote unquote new normal, which we should know the term by now hearing that in the news, yeah, the sure. new normal, yeah. whatever the new normal, quote unquote, new normal is. But the best thing and the most effective way to look at this is that 
it's, it's a journey and give yourself a break. If you slip up, if you, if you take a few steps back, that's okay. It's, it's a journey and you should be kind to yourself and just know that you are on the right track and and that you just have to get started. Just take one little step. And what's interesting now is that, you know, with, with, uh, like, cause I make desserts too. Like I make stuff, you know, they just have, there's either sweetened with stevia or it'll have like coconut sugar in it or something like that. And there's times where I have like a slice, like I just had my birthday and I had a slice of the, the oh, happy thing, belated. The, thank you. I just had a slice of the, um, there's one gluten-free cheesecake at cheesecake factory, which we got for my birthday. And I had a slice and I was like, Oh my God, this is so good. But I couldn't take as much as I normally would have been able to because I could taste how much sugar was in it. And, and it was actually kind of interesting. And, and you get these reminders and I, you'll find yourself doing that too. Is like, once you start getting accustomed and your taste buds have changed and your gut flora has changed to something that is for the better, when you do go back and taste some of these things that you used to like, I used to scarf a whole big whole slice of this. You know, do you know how big those slices are at Cheesecake Factory? I used oh, yeah. to be able to down one whole big slice. And now I'm just like, I have like a little, little sliver of it. And I'm like, I'm good. Like, that's all I need. And that's where you go. Okay, cool. I've, I've come farther than I ever thought I would be able to. And, but yeah, so use this as a journey. It's, it's nothing you can all do all at once. Cause then you get overwhelmed and then you start feeling like, the pressure and all of that stuff, like just one step at a time, just replace one thing in your pantry at a time or a few things if you need to, if you're on the shopping list and whatever it might be and just keep replacing and keep replacing and keep moving and go, oh, you know what? I think I need this supplement or I think I need um, this. You know, I take moringa powder every morning for energy because um, I don't do any caffeine. And so I'm like, oh, let me add moringa into everything that I do now with everything that I make. Just little things and then when you start changing the little things, they start becoming routine uh, for you, like your new routine and you don't even think about it. So then you start adding new stuff and more stuff and then you start replacing and replacing and it's, it's kind of nice. And, and that's, I think that's the best way to approach all of this. That's a holistic lifestyle and even your self-care routine. I love, I, I love that. I think that's great advice. What is, what is it? Moringa exactly? I haven't heard of that. Moringa powder. It's a green powder. Um, and it's, it's kind of, it has a little bit of a matcha-ish aftertaste, and I, I know a lot of people like matcha, um, but essentially it, um, it helps give you energy, so it helps kind of stimulate like a natural high of energy, and it's made from moringa. It's, it's, it's amazing, so I, I started, actually integrated it into my routine probably at the end of last year, so December, and I added into like all my protein smoothies and my homemade acai bowls and stuff like that. And it's, um, and my, if I have yogurt, I'll add it on top of my yogurt. Uh, but it's, it's, that's actually really good for energy and for adrenal support. So your adrenals are in charge of a lot of stuff. Your adrenals take care of like, you know, releasing cortisol into your body when you're in, under times of stress, but also help, um, process, you know, anything when you're under stress and gives you energy and stuff. So yeah, it's, it's actually really cool. Check out Moringa powder. They have it at Costco, by the way. They have it at Costco. Oh, wow. It's nice. Moringa Costco's powder. Yeah. Oh, I'll have to check it out. That's really cool. Um, I was going to say, you know, for those that are listening that are, you know, uh, pregnant right now, what would be, you know, some things that you might suggest 
for, you know, different things because of course, when you're pregnant, you realize you can't have so much and you're trying to be good, but then still be able to like enjoy, like, you know, we go on our own journey in that sense. What would you share that maybe like, you know, works for you or, you know, you know, might work that could just be like some little easy replacements um, that we should look into? Yeah, that's actually a really great question. So before I got pregnant, um, I actually went to a holistic OB. So I, I visited an OB outside of my normal OB. And I really enjoyed the conversation I had with her. And, and we went through all of like the supplements that I should be taking and all of that stuff. And she was, it was very eye opening to see what she had to say. Um, and first and foremost, you know, she, she obviously offered a really wonderful prenatal, but in the prenatal, what was really interesting to me is that you have all these doctors that keep pushing this folic acid. The issue with the folic acid is that um, not everybody can process the folic acid. So when you're taking folic acid and you can't process it, you know, people talk about this genetic mutation about the, it's called the NTHFR mutation. So it's essentially where you can't convert folic acid into methylfolate, which is what ultimately you help for cell division. For the, So, you know, when you have your baby and you're growing the baby inside your belly, the cells are dividing so quickly and growing this beautiful human inside of you. Um, she had told me to find a prenatal with uh, a folate or a methylfolate in there. So an ag it's the active form of folate which is what you need. And it's essentially what your body converts this quote unquote folic acid into. So that was the one thing I started taking a look at was all my supplements. So she, she's like, find a good prenatal that has uh, a folate or a methylfolate in there, not folic acid. And then also find a prenatal that also has um, iodine in it because iodine is good for the thyroid. And that's what you also need to help produce the hormones of the little baby growing inside of you. Yeah. A good omega, a good omega is really important, really in a really high dose of omega. So I was looking at wild sourced omega. So you want to make sure it's wild sourced. Um, and then on top of that, vitamin C was a really big one to make sure that your immune system is up to speed with all of that. Um, and then a probiotic. So that was one thing that kind of blew my mind is for someone who's pregnant, your gut flora, and this kind of shows where osmosis kind of kicks in inside your body. So your gut, your own gut flora essentially leaks into your, uh, your vagina okay. and your vagina becomes a gut flora for your little child. And, you know, when it goes through the birth canal, even now, if you have a cesarean, you know, you'll see that the doctors will swab your, your vagina and then put the put the mucus inside their nose and in their mouth, which helps start the gut flora for your little baby. And so you really want to make sure your gut is in really good health because that becomes the gut flora of your child. And that was one thing that I really learned too. So what I started doing with both kids was like, I would do green juice every morning. I would make my own fresh green juice so that I can make sure my gut was good. And I took a really good probiotic um, and then with every single meal, I was eating greens. So even in the morning, if I didn't have a green juice and I would have like eggs or something like that, because I, I needed the egg, the protein and the choline for the egg, I would put lettuce underneath my eggs and then slice into the eggs and eat the lettuce with it. Or I would mix spinach in there or something like that. So it, even now with every meal, I always make sure I have some sort of green veggie in it. Um, but that's kind of a really important thing. So we want to focus on gut health when we're pregnant big time. Um, so those are, those are kind of, kind of things that I would get started with when you're 
pregnant, especially during these times, I want to make sure our immune systems are up, you know, up to speed, especially if you haven't ever had the, if you don't have the COVID antibodies and all that stuff. So we want to make sure that we're really good, but that's, that's where I would get started. As far as like all the collagen and stuff, like it's still up in the air whether you should be taking collagen when you're pregnant. So I would steer away from it. Um, but the, definitely the green veggies and the omega foods and um, things loaded in iron. Eventually, have you have you ever become um, anemic while you're pregnant? I did. I was anemic with both my kids. So actually, I, did I wasn't with Amelia, but I actually am with this baby girl. And it's only slight anemia, so it hasn't been, yeah. you know, um, crazy. But um, I definitely have experienced it as I've gotten from second trimester, third trimester, feeling the lull and energy and everything. So um, yeah, I actually. Um, uh, got on, um, and I've been taking like uh, the 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 blood liner, you know, healthy blood um, tablets, um, and it's been really yeah. helping. And it you know has there, all there's the, a cool, there's yeah. a cool one by Mega Food called uh, Blood Builder. Is that That's the one what you're I talking have. about? Yep. Yeah, 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 yeah. That one's my that one's my favorite because it's plant based. Yes. Um, I remember I used to get anemic as a kid, and I used to take iron supplements, and they used to hurt my stomach. But the the one from Mega Food, the um the Blood Builder, is all plant based, and it I had no problem. I had no issue. I had no constipation because constipation is the last thing you want to have on your third trimester. Oh my trimester. god! Yes, <laughs> it's so funny you say that because my doctor, my OB, that you know for this baby girl, put me on just like the regular, you know, like slow FB, you know, iron pills that was like you know the CVS brand or whatever. He's like, you just need to get you know, that in you. And so I started with that and I didn't think anything of it. And all of a sudden my stomach's not feeling good and I'm super constipated and I'm complaining constantly just yeah. oh my God, I feel horrible. Exactly. And luckily my doula and uh, midwife friend recommended what you just said. And it is so helpful. I've already noticed a shift in like only a week of how much my body has like, yeah. changed and feels and the constipation is starting to calm down and I can even yeah. feel more energy. And maybe like you said, it's because it is plant-based. Yeah. 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 And that's, and that's why they made it. Um, yeah. And then the, la the last thing for pregnancy too, is you want to have a good fiber. Um, and I'm not talking about like fiber one stuff, like that's loaded in sugars and that's still going to just clog you up. I'm talking about fiber that you find in foods. So um, hemp seeds, hemp hearts, they're really good and high in fiber. Chia seeds are really good, high in fiber. Um, and then one that is one of my favorites, which actually has iron in it, is pumpkin seed. Oh, wow. Yeah. So I, when I started doing in my morning shake and in my acai bowls, I add pumpkin seeds to it every single day. They are loaded in fiber and they're loaded in iron which is, which is really, really fun. Cause you know, like we women need our iron even after pregnancy, right. For our monthly cycles and stuff. And then there's also a powder called acacia fiber, which is a prebiotic powder, but it also helps with, um, it helps give you, it helps give your, your good bacteria in your gut some food. So basically you're feeding all your good bacteria with, it's called acacia fiber. Um, and I add that in everything. I put that in, in my bowls and my protein drinks. I sprinkle it on my food and my salads and stuff like that. And it has no taste at all. There's no taste in it. Wow. Um, and it, it comes in like a really big bottle, but you can put that in everything and drink a lot of water. You want to drink a lot of water. I know it's so painful. Like you have to go to the bathroom, like every like 15 minutes and stuff like that. But that water is going to help, you know, push all, push all the poop out. Right. <laughs> Which is what we need when we're pregnant. Right. Totally. No, but those are really good tips. Like I didn't even know that about like 
pumpkin seeds and like that's such a simple thing to add or like chia seeds like you know just to like sprinkle on like it's just something so simple to add to like your every day or every few days or whatever it may be um, I actually amazing. sprinkle um, hemp seed heart, like their hemp seed hearts, which are also at Costco. You can find them at Costco and, and stuff. Um, I sprinkle it on my rice, like whenever I have rice or I'll sprinkle them on my salad too. And they have this kind of like, I don't want to say like a nutty taste. It's like, I don't know how to describe it, but it, it's really pleasant. It's really nice on rice too. So it's, so if you're going to have like a rice bowl, you just, you know, go in the pantry and grab your hemp seeds and, and you just sprinkle a little bit on and there you go. You're getting a little bit of fiber in there. And that's what I mean about like getting into a routine is like, you don't even like, I don't even think about it. Like I look at my food on my plate and I'm, and then I go to the pantry and I start sprinkling the fire, the acacia fiber or the hemp seed heart. Like eventually it doesn't become like, Oh God, I got to put this on. It becomes, Oh, cool. Let me get this. I could put this on here. And it becomes like a, a cool science experiment and you know that you're taking care of your gut health and that's that's eventually you will get to that point where you're looking at it in that light versus the oh god I don't want to get up and put this on I just sat down you know like that kind of that kind of stuff it'll it'll change your your perspective on all of this will change and it'll become a very very exciting time and then you'll go oh let's find something else I can do and change too yeah yeah that's awesome I, I love that and I love that you also said like taking it in pieces so it doesn't feel overwhelming because I'm totally guilty. And like, I've told you this when we've, you know, been in person at events and stuff like where I wanted to switch things up, but then it just feels so daunting because it's this and it's that. and So it's like when you take it in pieces and you do one thing and then you change this, it becomes part of the routine. It becomes part of the things you want to do. And then it's a different experience versus feeling like, almost like this box of like, I must check this off because then I'm being more healthy. Yeah. Enjoying yeah. like you do and having like the passion behind it. And I think I, absolutely, you know, absolutely. The only, <laughs> it's, it's funny. Like you, I still run into times where I'm like, ah, you know, but most of the time now it runs into when a brand that I've been using for years changes their ingredients. Right. Because that's another thing that also people will find daunting. And to me, it is a little bit too. It's like you finally find this crack, this gluten-free cracker that doesn't have all this stuff in it. Or you find something, you know, that, that you're so excited about and you're, you're missing the taste of it. Like I use cassava flour tortillas um, that are gluten-free. They have a little bit of uh, fiber in them and they, they're a little starchy, but I don't, you know, I don't eat them very much, but they're better alternative than corn. You know, if you want to stay from away from grain. And they, they've been great not changing their ingredients, but I remember there were crackers that I had found that were wonderful. And then sure enough, they changed something in the ingredients. And I was like, you know, what is going on here? And then you're like, damn it, I got to find another, <laughs> I got to find another alternative. But you know, it's, it, it happens because we're human, right? We're, we're used to something and then we change it. And sometimes, you know, change can be a little daunting, but then you find, you find better alternatives. So that's what I mean. It's a, it's going to be a constant journey, but it's something to like, really be excited about because then there's going to be better alternatives and, and newer products. And, and then eventually you're going to want to make it yourself. Like I make my own granola at home and I never, ever thought I would ever make my own granola. And it's, and I don't eat it very often because it's a grain. And so I kind of, I try to limit it because grains can um, make you constipated. Um, but, um, but yeah, I was like, who knew I was going to make my own sugar-free granola at my house and use it, you know, in my home. (laughs) 
Um, but it, it's kind of nice and I'm proud of myself for it. And I think that you'll find that there's going to be things you'll be proud of yourself for too. And that's, that's also motivating as well. That's awesome. I, I, I love that. Like, good for you. Well, and I want to like, you know, quickly dive into also, um, because you, you know, beauty mommy obviously is your handle and everything. And for those that go find you and follow you, they'll see it's not just nutrition. It's also moved over into the beauty world for you. I yeah. want to hear like your top hacks, like in beauty to you that you feel like you found and you've switched over in the natural space. So when I got, before I got pregnant, um, when I went on the health and wellness stuff and the supplements and everything like that, the other thing that I changed was my beauty routine. Um, because what people need to understand is that what you put on your skin, you're going to absorb it in there. And I'll give you an example. Um, there are women that need to take testosterone and the only way to do it is through, uh, injecting it or through topical cream. And that's essentially you taking a vitamin, like a, when you're taking medicine and, you know, you like put it in your mouth and swallow it with water. That's the way that some people take their medicine is testosterone creams. And the same progesterone cream. Some women don't produce progesterone in the last, the last um, quarter, third of their cycle, of their monthly cycle, and they need to use progesterone creams. And that's, you're absorbing the hormones. So that's just kind of an example to show that what you're putting on your skin, your body is actually going to absorb it. Um, so that initially is what started my journey. So the one tip I would take a look at is I would look at your beauty products. And this is also another thing, like don't get rid of all of them at the same time. Just look for one little ingredient at a time, you know, and that, and I'm still on that journey with, you know, the beauty products I have in my, um, in my closet and the beauty products I get the opportunity to try is, you know, I, I, I'm still learning about other ingredients that, you know, because there's always going to be new chemicals and new ingredients that, that, that these, you know, chemical companies are going to develop and they're going to put them in their beauty products, which are going to hurt you. But I would take a look and make sure that none of your beauty products have what are called parabens in them. So there, you'll see methylparaben or polyparaben, anything that ends in paraben. Those are things that you want to stay away from, especially when you're pregnant. Those cause endocrine disruption. So what does that mean? That means that can mess with your hormones. It can mess with your cycle. It can mess with your uh, um, reproductive system. It can mess with the, your skin. It can mess with the way that you grow hair. It can mess with a lot of different things. So your endocrine system, like that is, for me, is one of the most important systems of your body. Your thyroid is included in that as well. Um, but that's what I would take a look at and take that I would replace it with something different. So that's the first thing I, I look for in, 